I did not have sexual relations with that woman. You can't handle the truth. Fuck you, Deputy Stike. Fuck you. You are a liar. You are a self-confessed liar. If you stop waffling, we might get some work on you. Where'd you get these two guys from? Would you like a sweetie? Arnie, cut. Get out. Get out. Smith. Touch. What a touch. Money Smith. For me, looking at that video, that cat hadn't done anything wrong. I'm going to Puerto Rico to kick your ass. And that's the bottom line. Cause Stone Cold said so. There must have been an angel by my side. Kieran, welcome to another edition of the Only Fans Football Podcast. Episode 2, the Moises Caicedo. Kieran, how are you? Welcome along, everyone as well, I suppose. Unbelievable, Adam. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well. We're having a bit of an Indian summer. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice out. Yeah. It's, it's very warm. It's mm. the opposite of last week. It's like it's as if we came back mm. and everything got better. Everything got better. <laughs> That's definitely not what happened. <laughs> Can't confirm. The weather did not get nice because we recorded the podcast. But can you confirm? I absolutely can. I am a meteorologist. Could be a state of mind. Do you know? A state of mind. A zen state of being yeah, there you if go. you listen to the podcast the weather's good you outside. feel better yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I kind of agree with that Adam nah, I completely disagree with myself but however, how were you Adam I had a fucking whopper weekend but I was off all week. I was off from Friday to Monday from work so I, I had actually had a really good re- weekend it was just so chill we obviously were in London for the Chelsea Liverpool game um, the less said the better is it no 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 the on Friday night Kieran was the Derby Rings and Derby Shells and Shamrock Rovers um, I always love doing them games man. there's such a buzz before the game Derby's in Talgan Park insert the Cardigans my favourite game for that one listen um, and obviously it's even better when there's I've the just last... explained that I know my, my, my editing uh, well the goal's coming here the goal is coming men's game for Rovers I think we're doing well to pick out Bob Forrest and Shamrock Rovers tonight in fairness Harry Wood is going to take this corner kick. Not that ball either. And it's in! And it's Gavin Malloy! I think he deserved that in fairness. Todd Cantwell with the assist, Adam. Ah, man, he's, he's actually a ringer for Todd Cantwell, isn't he? He's much better than Todd Cantwell, can confirm. Um, Harry Wood with the assist. Shell scoring in the 94th minute. Gavin Malloy with the goal. And it was just a great weekend, man. The Premier League was back on Saturday then. Delayed kick-off in the Arsenal game, which ruined my... Coffee slash chicken for the all run. I've never timed anything more perfection than that. Came back from the shop and I was just, the game has been delayed by a half an hour. I was like, what? So I'm supposed to eat this chicken for the all drinking coffee now and then do what? Um, I tell you what I did then, Kieran. I watched the Arsenal match and then I slept all afternoon and then I met you for a point for our Newcastle and Villa. Oh, God. Horrendous. It's, 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 you know what? For anyone who's listening, says, geez, that sounds awful, Adam. It was. It was terrible. It was fucking grim. Um, and then Sunday, we went to Liverpool, man. We didn't get to see Chelsea Liverpool, unfortunately, in the end. Um, it was a planned trip, and anyways, but 
Um, some fellas stung us out of 20 euro. <laughs> the best scam of all time. Um, just never met us at the ground, so it was a bit of an L on our part. But uh, other than that, man, it was, like London's great. London's a whopper city, man. And did you, did you, where, where did you end up watching the game then? In some boozer beside Earl's Court. Uh, yeah, underground yeah. station that's a nice train man London I swear to god the infrastructure in London is unbelievable like when you compare it to here like it, there's nothing here it's incredible what I find fascinating about London is you get around so quickly yeah. like you could be anywhere and you mm. could go anywhere at once yeah Whereas here you have to, oh, let's take a 10 minutes wait for the bus there. Yeah. And then a bus comes and then you have to get another bus yeah. somewhere. Whereas if you go on the tube in London, mm. it's like. Man, it's, it's honest to God, like, it, it baffles me as to how bad our public transport is. When you go somewhere like um, the UK and like London, especially, London's massive. Like, London is so big. Like, it's deceivingly big. If you've been to London, like, for anyone who hasn't been, it's absolutely fucking huge. So, the tube is so convenient. You come out of the airport, I think we were in uh, Heathrow. Heathrow, down to tube. Bosh, you're in fucking... You're in Earl's Court within, I'd say, 45 minutes. Boozing all day. Watch the Liverpool-Chelsea match, which we will chat about in due course. It's a good match. We move on now. First of all, our Hall of Fame last week, Kieran, was won by the crowdsourcing Lons fan. Um, Cheating Goujons did not prevail, unfortunately. Shout out to Shane and Work who said uh, I knocked the podcast off after you were trying to build Cheating Goujons, which was about 10 minutes in. Um, which I, I just find that fucking hilarious, to be fair. Um, well, it's valid, to be fair. It's a football he'll podcast. He'll be listening again this week, man. He'll be listening again. It's, it's a football He's podcast. He's like, for punishment. He loves it. Um, we move on now, Kieran, to this week's Hall of Fame. I, let, I, I was going to go first because I won last week. But oh, gonna, it's all about women then. It's, come here, it's all about me. It's all about you. I am Jerry Hannon. Mm, you are, you are Jerry Frank McCourt. Jesus Christ, hopefully you're not Frank McCourt. Christ on the boys. How many times are these lads have been? I'm getting sick at this point. I'm, I'm never getting sick of Jerry Hannon. Um, so I'll go my Hall of Fame this week, Kieran. Um, I'll kick us off with Roy Hodgson having a scrap with Sheffield United's Max Lowe on Saturday. I think Roy Hodgson's 75, 76, could be 78. Having a scrap with someone who's like nearly fifty years is uh, his younger. I tell you what, he had some power in that arm bar. Though. Man, he had. Yeah. Like I mean, <laughs> I, I I was in and out of sleep at this point, and when I woke up, you woke up in a delusional I, I woke state. Up, I, swear to God, man. I woke up right, and I just heard the commentator going, "Right, Hodgson's having a bit of a squabble with Max Lowe," and I was like. I literally went, oh, I'm torn it over. I went back to sleep. I was like, I'm not looking at this. You thought it was one of your nightmares. I thought I was on sleep. <laughs> I thought I was on sleep, bro. I'll be deadly serious with you. Um, this isn't happening. Oh, God. But, um, yeah, I, I have to give him credit. I think I slayed him last week. And I was like, I was like, when will it end? You can't keep getting away with it. But uh, he is getting away with it. And uh, he had a scrap of Max Lowe. And it was a good scrap. It was. I mean, he could have easily knocked him out, I'd say, if he really wanted to. And I have to say, uh, your man was giving him a cheeky smirk as well. He yeah. knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, we're literally a week into the Premier League, and this is always already one of the best memes of the season. Your one is also a good meme, Kieran. Do you want to describe your Yes, uh, so uh, the Newcastle Villa game happened on Saturday night. We were in the Barbers, Adam, at this, at this stage of... Uh, of life, I yeah. suppose. 
um, enjoying a few points. But we had our, our backs turned to the table. We weren't watching the game. Mm. But uh, Harry Barnes scores the fifth goal for Newcastle, beating Villa 5-1. A big surprise. We'll get into it later on. But Harry Barnes goes ahead and does his signature imaginary arrow celebration. Mm. And a zoom in happens in the crowd. And there is a bald, naked Newcastle fan doing it back. I think he's iconic as well. He's like bald man. Yeah, uh, he's a a big lad. Yeah, let's I, be real. I think he's made multiple appearances in on the TV. Like he's he's always at the Newcastle games, mm. and essentially he done the arrow celebration back to Harry Barnes. So mm. that's my nominee for the Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah. It was it was honestly pure uh, synchronization as well. Yeah, I it suppose, was fucking great. One. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Harry Barnes did it, and then he just followed up in. Elegant fashion, yeah, another yeah, back. Yeah. Um, Roy Hodgson going <laughs> up against Newcastle bow and arrow uh, fan. <laughs> so we're going to move on now, Kieran, to the return of the Barclays. Um, I suppose we could probably do it the way we used to, but I don't think we will. Uh, so other results, we won't be really talking about these much. Everton nil, Fulham won. Uh, Big var decision that one. Big VAR decision. Big VAR decision. Uh, Decatur Dover really gets the goal. Bournemouth won. West Ham won. Uh, Bowen and Solanke with goals there. Sheffield United Blades nil against Roy Hudson's fight, Fighting Blues, we'll call mm. them. 1-0 to Palace. Good result for them. And uh, we'll jump into the other games now, Adam, um, and I suppose. Brighton 4, Luton 1 as well on Luton's yeah. big... Big kind of... Uh, have you got bits about Luton? Because I have nothing about that game. I don't. I have one thing on Peli Ruddock in Panzu. I suppose mm. we'll start with that, Adam. A, a Conference League South player to Premier League player making his first and last appearance after assisting mm. Simon and Ingrid. Mm. He literally laid him on a plate at the back. Mm. And is this the level he's going to be playing this season? Is that just a mistake or has he shown his level now? This, this game, right, because I was, I was originally... This is how I fell asleep, for what it's worth. I had this game on in the hope that Evan Ferguson was, Evan Ferguson was playing. He wasn't. I looked he should have been. He should have been playing. I think he, he's going to play a lot this season, yeah. so I think they're kind of hedging their bets there. The Luton kit, right, and now this is supplementary to football and probably means very little. But that's the most Empower League 2 kit I've ever seen in my life. Do you remember the Empire League? That's what the league two league used to be. Yeah, yeah, man, that kid is shocking. I suppose the main talking point from the weekend, one of the main talking points, is some of the VAR decisions. Because there was a lot going on. There was a VAR decision in this, a loose Lou, a dunk handball. I don't know if you saw it. I did. He slid in, and his, the back of his arm kind of hit the ball, and that's how Luton got the penalty and, and subsequently scored. I don't know how that was a penalty, given some of the shouts that weren't given over the weekend. Yeah, I think... The problem with all of these VAR shouts, and I'm sure we'll be talking about a few of them now in this episode, unfortunately, mm. is that common sense still doesn't seem to be prevailing. Mm. So you have a case here where Dunk has stuck his arm out, but it's not really a case of him doing it intentionally, it's just his natural his, his body His body's movement. literally moving, like he's literally throwing himself to the ground. So this is it, and I, I, think, I think a good thing to have in this scenario would be someone who has a background in football mm. in the VAR room telling people here this is this is mm. something that happens you can't move your body out of the way that way man it's 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 absolutely mm. shocking like the referees especially in, in, in the Premier League are the most protected men in society 
like I'm being 100% deadly genuinely serious here they get away with murder they have no kind of um, responsibility they do something wrong in a game nothing comes back to them because there's no kind of like uh, outside commission that looks after it it's all to do with the FA they all look after mm. and Lewis Dunk for example he's a good example over here he hand, he gave away that penalty he was doing a post-match in- interview with Sky or Premier Sports whoever was showing the game talking about the penalty that he gave away why isn't the referee doing the same thing talking about why he gave the penalty yeah. and I, I'll tell you why I'll tell you why last night's a great example of it is because it's complete negligence and the PGMOL are coming out going sorry about that Gary O'Neill <laughs> um, that was a penalty that means fuck all Gary O'Neill went to the fourth official and went that's a penalty that's a fucking penalty and the referee booked him imagine now anyone and this is where common sense comes into it anyone in their right mind if you were watching Chelsea play Luton on Saturday say and Chelsea score a 90th minute goal and then it gets cancelled out you're going to be going from elation to deflation you're going to be so high and then so low so you have every right to react how you want to react Referees are just far too protected. I, I could not get over that last night. But and another good example of VAR the weekend was Mopé's goal in the Fulham game. Neil Mopé scores a goal. Um, Bernd Leno comes out, misjudges the ball, loses it. Mopé scores, taps it in. The referee gives a free kick to the goalkeeper and Everton are disallowed a goal. That should have stood. And again, if I'm Everton, I'm apoplectic. I'm, I'm going mad. So I don't know how they keep getting away with it. Um, was football funner before VAR, do you think? Or is, does it add a bit of drama? Ah, uh, you see, I think I, I, I don't I think the joy of football's been gone for a long time in general. Yeah. I think COVID changed football. Well um, that might might just be a personal thing, Adam. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, what do you th- think in this, general? This could be a cry for health care, I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, I, I think it's I think football Premier League is, is the highest level of football on, on the continent. And like compare that to the League of Ireland example, I could never see VAR in a League of Ireland ground. It, it, the division's too much, do you know that kind of way. So I just think I think VAR has come a long way in the sense where there's too, there's a lot of money in the game, and I think at the top level they want everything to be precise, to be as close as possible. But if if you have someone, if you have I think his name is John Moss, I think is PGMOL or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. You have John Moss of the PGMOL saying to Gary O'Neill, after a penalty should have been awarded, that wasn't awarded. If you have him at the end of the game going, sorry about that, that should have been a penalty, then that's not precise at all. Do you know what I mean? The game is still very subjective. You know what I think is a foul, it might be different to what you think is a foul. Do you know that kind of way? So it's it's all. Nepotism. <laughs> it's definitely not that, but it's all. No, but these refs are getting in after they've finished their jobs. They're getting into these higher positions. Mm. And they're just continuing to referee, control the game outside the referee. Well, like, uh, I think Howard Webb has, has a lot to do with VAR now. Yeah. And Howard Webb, like, I'm pretty sure, is notoriously a Man United fan. So, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not throwing on a tinfoil hat here. I'm not being like, this is a conspiracy. I remember Ryan Babble tweeting about like, Howard Webb years ago. In a United jersey, like it's it's all hearsay, as they say. But it's food for thought, anyways. I do think it's. Um, I still enjoy football as much as I have, but I do think the games change a lot. I think it turns the fan to a common Egypt, though. In the sense that I I celebrated that goal on Sunday when a I went in. <laughs> you probably celebrated the Liverpool goal when I went in. Yeah. It's just that that side of it. Hey, yeah. just the the sort of 
celebration and then you're like, oh, fuck you, it's, uh, it's yeah. out. There's no, there's no talk for, there is no talk for fans, but there's no, never any talk for fans because they take advantage of the fans every time they can. <laughs> so, like, even, even, like, the FAI are a good example as well where I think clubs in the league world are, fa- are fine for, you know, pyro and, like, flares and stuff. Mm. And then for video packages and montages, they use the videos of, of the fans with flares. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, you can't do this, but if you do that, we're going to use it. So it's, it's like, I think fans for a lot, for the most part, are always after thoughts and anyways. Do you know that kind of way? Which is, isn't right. I don't think it's right, but that's, that's kind of how they are. But yeah, it, I think the games definitely isn't, I, I just think it's been implemented wrong. Yeah. The whole way through. It should be an independent commissioner that looks after it. It shouldn't be PGMOL or the FAA or whatever. It should be independent. Unless it is, and I, I'm being completely agreeing to it, but... I, 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 I don't think they are. No, I don't think so. And I think if, if they had any sense, they'd have sort of a player representation as well in the bar room. Yeah, that'd be but good. But they, they want to control everything. That's the problem. I suppose, Kieran, we move on to the talking point that I met. I brought up at the start of the podcast, but we kind of glossed over it. Liverpool won, Chelsea won, Moses Caicedo, Romeo Lavia. I, I mean, we could talk about the game for, for ages because it was a really good attacking game, but you'll start off with the Caicedo Lavia drama. I suppose there's a lot of there's a lot of facts out there. There's a lot of kind of almost opinion at times. Um, what do you think has happened here? I in the whole kind of context of Lavia, Caicedo, Liverpool, Chelsea. I think that these players have been contacted by Chelsea first, and they've been negotiating with Chelsea. And I think they wanted to go to Chelsea before Liverpool, and Liverpool mm. have come in for them late. Mm. And it's too late for Liverpool to come in for them. Didn't Chelsea come in for Lavia last summer? Do you remember that? Said so Hampton bought him and then Chelsea tried to bid on him at the end of August. So that's how long that's been going. I know Lavia yeah. has a partner, not a partnership, has a relationship with, I think his name was like Peter Johnson or something. Joe Shields. Joe Shields, that's yeah. one. That I was just thinking of a completely normal name. But yeah, Joe Shields. So that, that's why you think, that's kind of how lineal you think this has been. Yeah, I, I just... It's like Chelsea wanted these, Liverpool think, bidded late and that's what it was. Yeah, I think Liverpool in the past have gone for hidden gems and sort mm. of their recruitment was a bit better but this year it's been quite sort of let's go for the stars let's go for mm. who everyone else has gone for and they've just come in for two of the players that Chelsea have also wanted mm. and have ended up uh, losing them yeah I, I, I kind of think similarly along the lines but I'm also of the opinion that Liverpool wanted Lavia first of all and I know there was reports saying that Liverpool bid sixty million for Lavia, but there's been contrary reports that from reliable like journalists like kind of involved Liverpool, so like Paul Joyce, whatever, he's my guy. Him and Hornstein are my go to. Hornstein let me down big time, but uh, I still love David Hornstein. But Joyce said in an article yesterday for the Independent or something, he's like, Liverpool didn't actually bid again for Lavia. So that that coming out kind of seemingly wasn't true now again. We're never going to know for a fact if these are true. But the point I was making about Lavi was, because Liverpool were in talks with Lavi for the majority of the summer, and the rumour was that, or the kind of thought was, Lavi wanted to go to Liverpool. And I think Liverpool, with Southampton, considering they didn't put in the 60 million bid, that was seemingly what they did. I think they said Southampton was like, right, 46 million are cut off. And if you don't want that, then you're not getting more than that. Mm. And then they seen the Caicedo deal uh, stall with Chelsea because we talked about it last week. You one of the things you said last week was I want Caicedo deal to get over the line, and then 
thankfully for you it has. And I think Liverpool tried to see Brighton's deadline, hypothetical deadline, which is pure spoof, by the way. Brighton know exactly what they're doing. They're, they're the winners in all this. They bid for Caicedo 110 million. At the time, Chelsea were kind of, again, sniffing around Lavia. And I think they bid for Caicedo to kind of scare Chelsea off Lavia to then get Chelsea to go for Caicedo again. And then Caicedo obviously has just wanted Chelsea. Like, he's a Chelsea fan. Well, again, he said things like, I want to play for Arsenal, I want to play for Real Madrid, but players get misquoted all the time. But he is documented as being a Chelsea fan. And then it comes out that Liverpool bid for Caicedo. I think Lavia then gets the hump. And it's like, right, well, I don't want to be second choice. I want to be... I want to be go- I want to go where I'm wanted. And then, obviously, given the relationship with him and Joe Shields, is that his name? Yeah. Um, I think he just decided to go for Chelsea in the end. Um, and all of this goes back to the director of football, George, George Schmadke at Liverpool. Quen- came out of retirement in the summer. And I remember seeing on Twitter, people, like German, German football fans are like, how the, fuck is, how the fuck is this guy getting a job in football again? And I remember seeing that being very sceptical, being like, what the fuck? I What's thought, his background? So he was a director of football at clubs in the Bundesliga. Right. But he's like, not that he's an old man, but he's an older man. And he retired. And he's friends with Jurgen Klopp. I think he worked with him at Dortmund. Comes out of retirement to get to work with Liverpool. And I remember when I saw this, the idea I had was, like, well, Klopp's just going to be in charge of the director of football. And the director of football, George Schmadke, is essentially just a face for doing transfers. Whereas, as it's Jurgen Klopp actually getting who he wants, essentially. Because the directors of football beforehand, Mike Edwards, etc., they were fucking great, man. Mm. Like, the transfers of like Alisson, Fabinho, etc., were fucking great at the time because there was no rumour. They just signed. And I was like, fuck, that came out of nowhere. And the McAllister one and the Sabozlai one. I, and by the way, we'll chat about the game now. I thought McAllister and Sposley played very well. But the transfers of them, while I'm happy with them, all Liverpool essentially did there was um, like buy out two release clauses. They literally got McAllister's release clause and Sposley's release clause. So this director of football who's come in has essentially done nothing. Has done no kind of great work other than like buying out two release clauses. So it's very worrying times from, from Liverpool's perspective. Um, I don't know who they get in. For this magical central defensive mid that they want, I don't know who they get. It, it, it's worrying to an extent. And Liverpool need to honestly get their heads out of their arses and sign somebody. Who, who that is, I don't know. Um, I think there's talks of like Ducore off Crystal Palace. But you're going to get called by the million frame. Like, you're, you're not gonna, there's not going to be a deal now for Liverpool, they'd be like, unless it's a release clause, which you won't be surprised given the track record of Schmadke, you're not going to get a gem now because everyone knows you have money. Yeah. You know, so it is. No, it's is it. frustrating, like, you know. Yeah. The game itself, Kyle. What did you think? What did you think? I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good game. I thought it was a really good battle. Um, I thought it illustrated the need for a central defensive mid for both sides, though. I thought both sides kind of cut through each other fairly easy. VAR probably had a big game here again but I, I thought generally it was a good game I thought it was an attacking game I think it it, it it unfolded exactly how we predicted sort of a pre-season set up yeah. um, both sides raw both sides new both sides energetic mm. 
and I thought it was a really good game of football. Um, Feeling each other up. And the first goal comes, a beautiful true ball from Salah into the path of Luis Diaz, Adam. And then the goal comes for Chelsea shortly after the Sazi. Mm. The Sazi. Most Chelsea fans won't know who that is. Axel. Uh, Axel the Sazi. Mm. He just, just signed and gets on the end of a Chilwell uh, cushion header. Mm. And it's one all. Some great performances in midfield from Enzo Fernandez. Mm. Man the match on the night. Um, who had 117 touches in the match. Mm. Um, I thought he was absolutely unbelievable. Mm. Um, Conor Gallagher as well, I was surprised at how good he was. I thought he grew into the game with Gallagher very well. Um, he was playing Kante's role almost, just yeah. sitting in the defensive mid-roll mm. and making tackles, and I think he did very well. Mm. Um, he won't get a look in now for looking at Gallagher because I don't want to That is life. That is mm. life. Um, but... Sterling, absolutely rubbish. Uh, needs to be sold. He's that bad. He's just... I don't care about the offensive runs he makes because that's what he's good at. I want someone who's clinical and has end product and he just doesn't have it mm. for me. Um, Nick Jackson, I was impressed with. He wasn't very clinical down the game. He wasn't clinical, but it's first game. I've seen Sterling yeah. before. Mm. Nick Jackson, I, have, I haven't seen much of him, so I'll give him a chance. Yeah, benefit of the um, But, yeah, in general... Good game, happy. Deserved um, draw. From a Chelsea point of view. Uh, deserves a win, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, just. What gives you that impression? I, I just think if we were a bit more clinical in front of goal, mm. um, like there there was a point where Enzo Fernandez slipped in Chilwell and took a bad first touch, and then mm. uh, that Modric chance at the end where mm. he rounded the keeper. Need to be more clinical in front of I goal. I thought Liverpool defended that well, though. Like yeah. last ditch defending. Do you know what? Well. I thought Van Dijk was. Liverpool's best player on he the day. He was unbelievable on the day. Yeah. He had a real Virgil van Dijk 19-20 performance where he just did everything right and it goes under the radar because that's the level he kind of set with himself. So when he was playing below that, you noticed it, kind of, if that makes sense. I think I think at 1-0, Liverpool could have scored 2 or 3. I thought they start, they set out really well. Chelsea kind of grew into the game then. I think when that second goal went in for Liverpool and it got kind of, it got ruled out, I think Liverpool kind of got set back about, I don't know how to describe it. They just fell back into old habits then. Because the, the press in the first half up to that point was very good. Like Liverpool were setting traps. McAllister, Sabozloy, Gakpo, um, Nunes, or not Nunes, Jota, Diaz and Salah were essentially pinning Chelsea in. And kind of not giving them a chance to breathe. I, I, I genuinely thought a draw was a fair result on the day. So, mm. um, Liverpool had a, a claim for a penalty down as well with Nick Jackson punching the ball. What do you think about that? I think that was a penalty. The comparable one is Lewis Dunk's penalty that was that was given. Like I don't know how they get away with one. Well, this is it. Like his hand has stopped from hitting the target. Yeah. Common sense prevails here. That 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 has to be. Mm. There has to be some repercussion for that. You can't just put the ball out for a corner and yeah. say, "All right, that's that's grand." Yeah. It only hit my hand. You know, that's not part of the rules. I like, love. You know, I love the after he did it. He goes, "I'm I'm slapping my chest for anyone listening," and he's like, "Oh, I hit my chest," and I I was like, "You lying fuck? That did not hit your chest." But yeah, overall, Kieran, happy with the result. Happy with the result. I think two teams that are sort of. Bringing in new additions. I don't mm. think you can really read too much into it. Um, I suppose we'll, we'll look at Friday's game, Burnley nil, Man City 3. 
Erling Haaland, Rodri back with the goals. Um, very clinical stuff from uh, Manchester City, Carol. Haaland, before the two goals he scored, six games without a goal, Adam. And then he scores the two goals, and Pep's having a goal on half time. Yeah, he's done that for the cameras, and then he moved, then he pushes the camera down after. You're like, what are you doing? Everyone's saying, everyone's saying that, all right? Everyone's saying, like, if you look at all the comments on the YouTube and stuff on that video, mm. everyone's saying he did it for the cameras. He absolutely did. I think he did do it for the cameras. Yeah. But I'm wondering who manipulated him to do it. Was he told to do something like that on the first day of the season? <laughs> because this game's being shown on Sky Showcase. Yeah, yeah. Did Sky have a word in his ear, oh, do something crazy at yeah, half time yeah. and we'll you get You wouldn't know. Out. You actually wouldn't know. That's a very good point. It is. And do you know what? I'm saying that with like complete duress. I don't know if that actually is a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to be cautious. Yeah, I have to be. Like, I mean, I've already said Howard Webb's a Manchester United fan like, today, do you know? <laughs> but the cynic in me says something like that was going on. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It, if Sky had a little word and then, yeah. oh, look, the subscriptions have boosted. Yeah, no, very true. Yeah. Tenfold. That video banged on YouTube. It did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have your, you have your subscriptions. That was the first thing I saw when I came out of Shell's match on Friday as well. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, everyone was like, do you see Pep having a go at Haaland? I was like, what? But it's crazy because you think, you think, oh, he's done that. Mm. But what was his reason to do it? Because he scored two goals. Like, surely you wouldn't have a reason to do it. Yeah. I think Haaland talked about it after the game. But I, I don't know. I suppose, you know what, actually? We'll talk about Sky real quick while we're... While we're cons- <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> this is already what a goal. Th- what, th- <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this new kind of casual approach to having to, to coverage? So uh, Friday night's a good example. I, I don't know... I didn't quite get your That's a name. very, very interesting question. I don't know what your woman's name is. She was on, and she's Joe. She's very. I think her name was Izzy. I've never. I, I didn't actually watch the coverage. I saw clips of it after, but she was very good from what I saw. I think she's worked with ITV and stuff. Yeah. Herself, Gary Neville, Carragher, and Kelly Katz, and then Haaland comes on after the game, and Carragher's like, "What about them two goals?" And Haaland was like. What, what the fuck's this fellow talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then, yeah, the formal interview has sort of gone out the yeah, window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I know exactly what's happened here. I think they've nicked the American style of doing things. Yeah. And they've brought it over across the water. Mm. And I think it's all about uh, the product. They're trying to make the product more attractive. Because the Americans are so good at doing that. I find they're trying to make the product more relatable. Yeah. Because, and I, I said this to your man downstairs... What I like about us, and I'm not comparing us to Gary Neville and Carrier for anyone listening, I'm not doing that. But I we're, think we're, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> we're, we're like two mates down at the pub chatting shit. That's what we're like. Shout out, kind of way. And I think last night was a good example of it as well with Carragher Neville and Karen Kearney. And I actually I really rate Karen Kearney. I think she's a very good pundit. The three of them, and then it was Dave Jones as well. It's a, like they were wearing like slacks and shorts, it was very casual. And it was like... Um, yeah, the suit and toys out the window. The suit and toys out the window. I couldn't believe it. Um, but they were having the crack. They were having the... Like, the show ended with the four of them sat on a sofa. <laughs> but like... Predicting the league. And I actually... I did enjoy it. I'm not saying this as though I didn't. But I'm just... I'm curious, like... I don't know how I feel about it. I enjoyed it, but I don't know if I actually enjoyed it. Well, if you look at that, even their halftime analysis, they mm. started standing up, just like they do <coughs> on... CBS. CBS, with Micah Richards, Thierry Henry, the Champions League coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that. And I think they've seen all the love that they're getting. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we're jumping on that. We mm. want to rival that product. But I think that's a bad thing. Because... <laughs> Sky is its own unique thing. Yeah. 
Mm. That's where I, I have a problem with it. Mm. Because I enjoy people coming on in suits and talking seriously about football yeah. and having a serious football in debate. <laughs> like, I, I don't want it to be me and you down the pub in I the know, studio. Like, and, and the reason being is because we're two, you know, spoofers. Like, these are paid professionals. Like. But this is it, Adam. Yeah. Like, you don't want me and you coming on one day. I mean, I, I would love that, to be fair. I know, I know, like, I know we Imagine us on MLS, like, the, the viewership would, like, go down so badly, would rocket down. Well, this, this is the point, exactly. Like, yeah. it's people coming on having to crack about football. No, I want serious. I want Soonest to come back. And I want, oh, I miss Graham. I want Roy Keane to come back and people being serious. Because football is serious. Yeah. I, I, and I remember, I think I was watching the championship um, the other week. When it started the kickoff, it was Southampton on, I think it was Sheffield Wednesday on the Friday night, and uh, they had like, much of as they talked them, like people off YouTube on it, and I wasn't into that at all. I was like, now here, get this fellow off the telly. Like, with all due respect to him, fair play to him, he's built up a following, around. but I don't want, to, I don't want this fellow <laughs> on my telly. On Throw him back right. onto the YouTube. Yeah, platform. get away. Man. <laughs> But this this is it. Like they're, they're appealing to the modern audiences mm. there because there's a, a newer audience watching football. As I think well. I think the fact that we've talked about Sky coverage more than the game probably suggests how much of a, a one sided affair it was for Man City. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> you're dead right. We move on to. It's important to talk about things like that. Though. We move on to Saturday morning. Um, TNT's coverage. <laughs> oh, here we go. And man, this is completely <laughs> different again. This is like what the fuck? This was the serious kind of football. With Joe Cole and Rio Ferdinand. Love it. Uh, yeah, man, I didn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> and I don't know why, because I'm like you, I enjoy the kind of series debate. I enjoy the, like, in-depth. But I, I was looking at it, and... Were you hung over? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't, actually. I wasn't. Um, I was looking at it, and I was looking at Rio and Joe, and I don't know if it's just their personality, because football-wise, they know a lot. Like, they're very intelligent. They're players who won things at top level, and naturally enough, they know what they're talking about. But I was coming and sitting there going, I wouldn't mind Joe Cole slagging Rio or something. You know the way Carragher and Neville like, take the piss out of each other? Yeah. I wouldn't mind that on a Saturday morning. A bit yeah. of light They're not like that though. I know, yeah. I know, I know. They never, never have been. The game itself, Arsenal 2, Forest 1. Eddie Nketiah, Bakaya Saka on the score sheet for Arsenal. Cracking goals. Oh, two of them. Like Martinelli in the build for Nketiah. Oh. <laughs> uh, Taiwo Awani, back with the pronunciation. With the goal in the 82nd minute for Nottingham Forest. Arsenal, for a large part of this game, looked very good. And then for like the last 20 minutes, they looked like Arsenal involved where they could be hurt. Jorian Timber got injured. He's out. Sucking like he's going to be out for a long time. So that, that's a big, big loss. So it feels like the wheels are falling off before it's even got, got gone. I wouldn't be too happy if I was an Arsenal fan. Starting with a 2-1 win at Forest when City have gone ahead and bashed Burnley 3-0 away. Mm. And it, this is a title race. Mm. I think you need to make a statement. And they've gone ahead and just about be first. And it wouldn't really put the fear of God in the city starting off. But that's it's something very miniature. Um, they still won the game. It's, it's a win. Do you know, it's a win. Um, I just feel like we talked about injuries coming into the game or whatever for Arsenal. Timber out, Jesus out for extended periods. It's what it looks like, it's what it looks like now. I'd just be wary of if Arsenal can kind of contend with that Champions League as well like we have Arsenal finishing second if Arsenal get one or two more injuries I can't see that happening 
and I could see the likes of Newcastle or something toppling yeah, and over that's a fucking great segue because yeah. Newcastle 5 Aston Villa 1 Tenali on scorching his debut Diaby likewise for Villa made it 1-1 Isaac got 2 goals Wilson Harvey Barnes as we discussed Newcastle were pouring my friend they were very good do you know what are they genuine title contenders I think they need one or two more bodies and then they well have them. we underestimated them to a certain extent Putting them six and seven in the I don't, I don't believe so. I no. don't believe so. You don't because, think? Because Chad, we, like, the same thing with Arsenal. Like, a few injuries, and this goes for every team in the Premier League. A few injuries and your, your season's looking different. Um, I suppose we'll run through Brentford's fours. Two all, Bemo Vissa on scorching Brentford. Romero, Emerson Royale on scorching Spurs. We're going to run through this game briefly because we will be previewing Spurs taking on Manchester United on Saturday in our YouTube clip. So do check that out on the YouTube. Um, James Madison, different gravy in this game, Carol. But you know what? Um, I wasn't expecting such a fast start from Madison. He had a very fast start in the Spurs. He, he's the voice captain ever sports as well, which says a lot about him. <laughs> it's kind of just defunct your opinion. Oh, uh, right? um, uh, yeah. Well, Richardson also starting up top for Spurs. <laughs> I know, but like, what's that got to do with Madison being voice captain? But is it like that's their replacement, Richardson, unless they get a replacement in? Which is his for Kane. to be confirmed. No, we didn't even talk about Harry and, Kane. What the fuck? Harry Kane's transfer real quick. Yeah, to Bayern. Um, at 2-1 down, I thought Spurs were going to lose maybe 3-4-1. So I thought the shot for Karen could get back into and make it 2-1. Oh, I think they're a bit light at the back. Your man's good, man. Mickey van der Ben is good. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he is, but they're still... Th- Two or three men short at the back for me, like the mm. the, the wing backs like that. They're not even wing backs. Emerson's playing right back now. Mm. I I have my my doubts about him. I think um, a Doogie as well. I've never heard of a Doogie. He's good though. He's been he's good. good. Yeah, right. I so. He's Italian, I think. Yeah, so I've seen he's been good in preseason. They rate him. They rate the him. The Ange Mediterranean connection. Mm. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good result for Spurs in the end. Yeah, um, it's a bit of a meh meh result, you know. Yeah, I mean, very little to us because we don't care about either side, don't know. I care about Spurs, I'll be um, relegated. The last game for all of the weekend was Manchester United 1 Wolves nil. Um, there's Mother Ren. Oh, fuck, hold on, I've got to say this probably. <laughs> <laughs> there's Mother Ren. Varane scores. Uh, Rafa Varane with the goal. Kill the me. Half. Kill me, Dad. Um, I suppose big target point. Don't keep that in, by the way. Fran- oh, it's no, it's in, not saying it. It is saying it. Um, Wolves, I suppose. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> Wolves played Man United off the park. I think that's the big talking point. Just Mateus Kioniak turned into Messi from 2011. Man. And the funny, so good, man. funny the, thing is, I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> I slayed the last week. I know. <laughs> I was looking at the game, right? And, and I was, was so myself, good. I was saying to myself, I hope Kioniak bangs here, so we can call the episode Mateus Kioniak, and I can just fucking laugh at you the whole time. He was so good, wasn't he? Yeah, for those that missed last week, I called him a waste of money for fifty million, and uh, he was excellent. I mean, it's, it's one good game though, and you didn't score still. But uh, Wolves, I think struggling for a finisher, struggling for someone to put the ball in the net. Yeah, that'd be handy because I think for large parts, especially in the second half, mm. United, fucking hell, they, oh, they're they look dodgy. The way United played last night. Like I'd be very worried if I was a United fan, especially with Champions League. I think they need so much investment on top of what they've already done. It looked weird as well. It looked like Ten Hag didn't really have a, a strategy. They look sort of lethargic and slow. Like, the problem I the, not that problem I have, but like if you look at that game last night, 
you can't turn to me and say, look at this style that Ten Hag has in, has in kind of put ingrained into this United side. Because there was no kind of style or substance about anything United did last night. Like the goal comes from good play down the right hand side, Wam Saka chips it over to Varane, he knocks it in. But apart from that. It's very pragmatic, wasn't it? Oh, I, I couldn't believe how bad they were last night. Yeah. Casemiro was, for my money, one of the best signs last season, and he just wasn't at it at all. Do you know what? Mason Mount as well had a very poor debut. Mm. And maybe this is being harsh because there is players here that needed to be bedded in, like Mount in that pivot role. And mm. uh, maybe just not quite used to it yet. Mm. But um, yeah, it was fairly poor now. If I was a United fan, I'd be calling for Fred back. Yeah, at least he brought a bit of energy about him. He's gone to. I suppose the big talking point coming from the game is the VAR decision with Onana spearing um, Kolasinic. Yeah, we spoke about it earlier, but penalty all day. Yeah, I mean, when someone, uh, what would you say, double... Uh, Assault, double leg <laughs> takedown. Yeah. Uh, sweet chin music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think it was a very dangerous oh, challenge. And, I, I'd uh, be worried, I'd be worried. But the grace of God, I'd be worried about the corrupt mm. refereeing as well. But the grace of God uh, wasn't a penalty, Adam. I can't yeah. believe it. I could not believe oh, watching the telly. And Gary O'Neill, 100% right for how he reacted. I would have done the exact All same. Day. All day. And um, these, like, these refs need to be checked for, for their cult behaviour as well. Mm. All shaving their heads and all turning balls. <laughs> I, need, I, want to, I want to check because every oh, single God. season someone else is bald. This is the end of the podcast. <laughs> And <laughs> there needs to be some sort of look into what's you're happening. On, you're, you're God of the Week. Why <laughs> <laughs> God of the Week? Mm. Um, <laughs> Haaland. Well, okay. Uh, two goals. Uh, got shouted at by Pep. And <laughs> he just, he just back to back to reality. Back to uh, Haaland being great. Um, I'm going to give mine to another Nordic. Um, God <laughs> Alexander Isaac I thought he was great weekend yeah goal of the weekend goal of the weekend Saka versus Forrest was amazing yeah I was going to say the same um, but to be contrary to that I'll give it to Salah uh, Diaz's goal because it's a good play by good team goal I'll give it to uh, uh, this is no, you goal <laughs> <laughs> This fella Ronaldo is a cod. And our cod of the week this week is... VAR. VAR. For the first and probably... I'd love to say only time this season, VAR, but I expect it to be prominent in every week's podcast. Uh, uh, the first non-human uh, addition to, to the cod of the week is well, what? What's VAR? Statewide? <laughs> like, what, what are we talking about here? It's AI. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose Carol VAR goes into the book. For Call of the Week this week, purely because, like, let's just list the decisions. Dunk's handball, Mopé's goal that should have been given, Nick Jackson's handball, Onana's, and Onana's assault. <laughs> um, not a great weekend for the VAR. Talk. Scrap it. Right, Kiro, we're back from our YouTube escapade. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, do, do watch the video as well. We done well on views last week and we want to kind of build that up. So if you are listening to Get Out now, do check out 
the video portion on YouTube. We yes. look very handsome as well. We do. We always do. Yeah. Well, me and anyways. I don't know about you. <laughs> oh, cheers. Um, <laughs> we're going to move on now to get it out. Shout out to Alberto Moreno. As always, starting off with Gary Vav, as per usual, as traditional, get it out. He says top three acts this year for EP. Uh, Nutini is number one for me. Paolo Nutini to go. It has to be Killers number two. Mm. And give me a break. Will I'm you? gonna. Oh no, you give me a break, Adam. No. And uh, controversially, I'm gonna go Johnny Marr number three. I'm gonna go. Um, or Rick Astley actually. Rick Astley, Gary Moy top three X, Paolo Nutini, the Mary Walbers, and Fred again. Fred again was good last year, but I thought not was, again. I thought he was gonna suffocate in that tent. So hopefully he's on the stage. Overrated. Nonsense. I think he's very good. Um, Gary says top three camping essentials you'll be bringing. Um, won't be gone, Gary. You will be gone, Kieran. Shut up. Toilet roll, gargle, and Pringles. I think snacks are number one essential. Yeah. I think you need to be snacking on something mm. at all times. And uh, number two, <laughs> <laughs> steady on camping chair. <laughs> Don't be giving me those of his camping chair. <laughs> Uh, number three, uh, Gargle, always fed. Gargle, always. Eight yeah. cans of Heineken. Um, Gary says, opinions on Todd Bowley. Uh, handsome man, uh, lots of money. Mm. I, I thought for a while that he was a bit of a nut job, but I think he's finessing the Premier League, he's finessing FFP, he's finessing the transfer market. I think he's doing really well. He is, because if you look at it this year, we have uh, less net spend than Brentford. If you base it off what he's doing in the amortization side of things. Mm. Now, I don't understand it whatsoever, but a proper accountant probably could. Mm. Um, and I think he's doing a terrific job of finding loopholes to bring in better signings in such a incredibly um, inflated market, Yeah, I would say. Mm. I think the like Simon. I'm not going to get into the financial side of things because I don't. I don't actually. Don't name drop Simon Jordan. I'm going to name drop Simon Jordan. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, Simon Jordan did some <laughs> talk sport the other day, and it was very interesting to be honest with you. He basically explained how top bowlers finesse in the transfer market. The Premier League are going to be closing this loophole at some stage, which is very. interesting I think Europe already closed it. UEFA closed it. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's probably going to get done for some at some stage, but I think. No, because it was in the confines of the rails at the time. Right, yeah. Now yeah, it's yeah. being closed. So it's very interesting. I think he's, I think he's a man who probably doesn't understand football all that well, but he understands investment. He's a good businessman, and he understands kind of how to get around these these things that are preventing players from signing for clubs for astronomical amounts of money. But um, I don't, I don't really. I think he's a bit of a nut job, but I think he's an intelligent man as well, mm. a bit like yourself. Um, Gary says. Favourite 70s disco song? Earth, Wind and Fire. Uh, ah, what's the song called? Do you remember? September, September, September my, my birthday, September. Um, I'm going to go Maxine Nightingale, uh, right back where we started from. And it's alright and it's coming uh, home, enough, we got to get right back to where we started from. And anyways, moving on now, Phil Mangan says, would you rather be in a tsunami or a tornado? I would rather you pronounce tsunami, right? I've done that on purpose because I know Ian will be listening to this and going mad. Says, you don't pronounce the T in Tsunami. Um, ideally speaking, I'd rather not be in either. Do you know what? It's an interesting question though. Because it's, not really. it's not. It's not really. Stop feeding Phil's ego, will it? What do you mean by that? How is that an interesting question? I think it is. Like Realistically now, if a tsunami <laughs> was to come through this window, what would you do? Um, die, die, die. No, you wouldn't die. You, you wouldn't, wouldn't die. Absolutely he, he wouldn't. Firstly... 
float on to the nearest form of uh, of hard surface to keep you afloat. You just let it take it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's another option. Yeah, yeah, it is. But uh, what is it? Earthquake or tsunami? Yeah, no, or, no uh, tornado. Tornado. <laughs> to be honest, I think. I'd have more chance of surviving a tsunami. I think mm. I could grip onto something strong enough. Okay. And I'd back myself as a swimmer. So um, I'm going to go tsunami. As I said, ideally neither, but I suppose tsunami <laughs> for the crack. Um, Phil says, would you rather lick toes or have your toes licked? Not answering. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jerry says, best knockout of the weekend, Anthony Joshua or Onana? Um, well, Onana's wasn't necessarily a knockout. He, he assaulted... <laughs> Um, the big Austrian lad. I don't know how to pronounce his name, um, but I, I'd go with Anana. I thought it was, thought it was a great knockout. I didn't see Joshua's one, so Anana. Um, David Murray says best worst debut from the weekend. Best being, see, I'm going to be biased and say one of McAllister or Sabazlo because I did really rate him, but I'll give it to I'll give it to Jackson. I thought Jackson did well on Sunday. I thought he looked very promising and probably not clinical enough, but he looks he looks a good player. Well, no, Adam, I'm going to be nice and say, I thought Alexis McAllister was... Oh, God. No, I'm not being genuine there. Um, I, I don't think you've been genuine for the past hour and a half. <laughs> I'm trying to think, uh, Diaby's debut for Aston Villa. You could have said Tanali for Newcastle. Nah, Diaby's, Diaby had scored their only goal. Tanali won five scored the four, yeah, and he won. Yeah, but at least Diaby <laughs> scored. Like. Worst debut of the weekend, <laughs> Worst debut? Mm. Is that another question? That's, that's the same question. Uh, worst debut. I think if you're talking Premier League debut, mm. your man, the uh, fellow who went from South Conference League to Premier League. <laughs> Panzu. Panzu. Give him a break, will it? Terrible debut. Um, I, I think Onana's debut was... I thought, no, Mason Mount. I thought he was really poor last night. He was poor. For the, fee, he, for the fee he rendered, I don't think he was worth it. Dave says, what are your electric picnic essentials for the lads? That's Food, classic question. kits, and I can't say the last one, but um, classic kits. Kieran, are you gonna bring this Bosnia jersey with you? Uh, Adam, I've, I'm being a politician here and saying I can either confirm nor deny my my appearance at EP. This will you be, if you're going? Will you bring that jersey? Bosnia, yeah, of yeah. course. I'll be bringing a. I plan on bringing a classic Liverpool jersey, a Juventus cap top, and a Shells jersey. They they be my outfits for the weekend. Now, and a cowboy hat, cowboy hat. That's I need a cowboy hat. Are, are we going matching cowboy hats, Adam? I don't think matching, but we'll we'll go with cowboy hats. Anyways, <laughs> will we go cowboy hats? Oh, of course, I I attend EP this every is, year. With this cowboy is hat. a handshake. I'm not um, going EP though. Right, move on. Keane says, "Will Chelsea ever escape the t- bottom half of the table?" I'd have you know that United are going to be in the bottom half next week. Mm. There you go. Um, no would be my answer. Kane says, do Liverpool have a weaker midfield than when Klopp started? Oh, God, no. Jeez, no. I wouldn't say so. He was in the, the old Klopp midfield now. Emery yeah. Chan, Jordan Oib, Lucas Leiva. It was a vibe. Um, Henderson Milner, I suppose you'd miss them. I, I, I think Liverpool's midfield with Thiago, McAllister and Sabozno is still quite a good midfield. Like well, they midfield. can get Thiago fit. They this need Thiago fit. Um. What, which position would Bertie Ahern play? Definitely defence. Defence and then mm. have a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably goalkeeper. Goalkeeper, why is that? Um, probably because, like, like Onana last night, he gets away with murder. He got away with murder. Um, <laughs> Phil Mangan says, how do you define world class and how many places for each position? 
Fucking hell, Phil. The fun world class, I think, world class midfielder, for example, I think the midfielder who gets into the majority of the teams in a given league. And in in that sense, in world football, any given team. What any they are, team. I think it, it can be defined by watching football. Mm. Simple as. I test. I test. Um, Ian says, best hair in the Premier League. I'm going to go Fabio Silva. He has luscious locks. Came on last night. Could not kick snow for out, but boy God, he looked handsome. Do you know that's a great show? I'm actually going to give it to Darwin Nunes because. Man, I, did you see his hair on Sunday? Uh, yeah. It came out, yeah. I, he took a shot. I was like, who's that taking a yeah, shot? Yeah, yeah. Andy Carroll, isn't it? Hand, handsome, <laughs> ponytail man. It's like, him and Andy Carroll are like Squidward and handsome Squidward, aren't they? He <laughs> um, says, one <laughs> chocolate bar slash biscuit, etc., that needs to be re released. Um, I'm going to go on Mars Delight. I think the world has been a worse place since Mars Delight was stopped being released. Boosts as well. Fucking Bo- well, Morrow Bars. Yeah. Bring back the big boosts. Yeah, they're making them smaller every year. Mm. I hate that feeling. Um, Dan Lavin says, who are your predicted breakout players for the season? Fourth team or youth players? I'm going to go with Sheffield United's new signing, Gustavo Hamer. Came in from Coventry. Had a stormer last season for Coventry. I think Mateus Cuny as well could have a good season this season. And um, I'm not saying that to be contrary to you. I'm thinking I'm thinking Billy Gilmore actually has a good year. Wow. What's this, the fortune? Well, no, to be fair, Caicedo's left the club. So they need someone to step in for Caicedo. I think Billy Gilmore's going to step up. It's like, do you remember Gary Neville every year just predicted Paul Pogba to have a good season? <laughs> That's what you were like on a much lower level than Billy Gilmore. Fuck off. Did you fuck off? The last question of the podcast from Shay. He says, Would Adzi have Chelsea in the top four now after Caicedo and Lavia coming in? I suppose I'll turn that on you. You had Chelsea in the top four, didn't you? Yeah. Um, was it top four you had Chelsea? Or, top or? four, yeah. I had them top four. Did you? Yeah, I did, yeah. Fourth. CE. You had them fourth? Mm. Do you see them putting in a title challenge now, I suppose, to change Shay's question? But I'll answer Shay's question now, probably. But no. No. I, no, I think Newcastle and City for me. Given the money Chelsea have spent, do you think they should be contending? I think they should, yeah. but I think they should be given a season to do it. I think under Potch. Mm, you see, I, I said about Liverpool to you as well. Like Liverpool haven't spent a hundred million on Sabozla and McAllister. I think that's enough to then put a title challenge. I know there's gaps in the team, but I think when a club spends circa hundred million or more. I don't think there's an excuse to not challenge for a title. So if, if say, Liverpool don't finish top four this season, that would be an absolute disaster. And that could very well happen. Do you know what it is, though? I think there's more and more teams getting better, better, better every year. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's so hard to say, oh, they should be contending when anything can happen, really. Mm-hmm. I, think that's I know probably, that's so easy to say. That's probably part of Liverpool's problem as well, is Liverpool have progressively not got worse, but haven't improved. And the teams around them have significantly improved. Arsenal being a good example of that. Bear to answer Shane's question as well, Pochettino has not a bad manager in the club. They have no excuse to not be, especially with no European football. So you think they will? Yes or no? I don't think they'll be top four, but I think they'll be. I think they'll be where I said they are. I think. Do you know fifth getting into it? Yeah, what's the crack with that? So the Champions League format is changing next year to thirty-six teams. A lot of shit. And that means five teams are getting into the Champions League. I'm not into that at all. So yeah, actually, thanks to Shay's question, they probably will. If Chelsea finish fifth, they get Champions League. So yeah, that's our podcast this week, Kieran. As we said, we do have we're eleven episodes off now, hundred I think, isn't it? Which is fucking wild. Centenary episode. And um, we do kind of have some plan for that. I, I don't reveal too much. 
We do want to boost the content on YouTube, TikTok, so that's why we're coming with clips every day. On you, well, not every day, but clips on YouTube over the weekend. So do please support that if you can. It means an awful lot to us. Um, TikTok, to be honest with you, we fell behind on it because life gets in the way, but we do want to produce TikToks. So we're, I think we're going to have a McAllister one this week from the debate last week. We're going to have a Lopetegui meme. We're going to have, I think, the, I think the hair question has to go, but I think that was funny. We have the Roy Hodgson squabble. So there's a few clips we want to produce this week on TikTok. Trying to stay away from copyright content as well. Yeah. After the last time. So please do check out <laughs> TikTok this week for us as well. And yeah, thanks as ever for listening. We really do appreciate it. Kieran, any last words? Yeah, have a safe and happy week. Uh, yeah. Enjoy the sun. It won't be around for much, much longer. <laughs> um, tell your ma you love her because I think that's always important. Thanks for joining us. And we leave it there, so. We leave it there, so.